Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Today is October 14th, 2021, and our first story. The U.S. economy is in collapse as conservatives call for a freedom flu defying vaccine mandates, and the left is calling for a general strike, both sides pointing to economic collapse. In our next story, Steven Crowder has been suspended from YouTube, and this is big. Joe Rogan also called out CNN to their faces after he had Sanjay Gupta on and said, your network lied about me. And in our last story, Democrats are set to arrest Steve Bannon. My friends, the spark of civil war is upon us. And before we get started, leave us a good review and give us five stars. Now, let's get into that first story. In a tweet from Jack Posobiec, he says, an Alaskan Airlines employee just sent me this photo from a plane on the runway in Anchorage. Freedom flu is spreading. The image depicts a jet for Alaskan Airlines, the Gadsden flag hanging outside of the aft door. Freedom flu is a reference to people calling in sick, rejecting vaccine mandates. I'm not so sure that's what's actually happening, but people are perhaps calling in sick. And especially when it comes to Southwest Airlines, it may be due to the fact that people are overworked. It could be due to the fact that many people are rushing out to get the vaccine, quite the opposite of what people think. But I think when you look at the available data, when you take a look at what people are saying about their jobs, you take a look at the video evidence, people are absolutely rejecting vaccine mandates. Not everybody, and maybe not even the majority, but a lot of people. At the same time, we're we're worried about economic crisis and collapse. And I got to say, when you look back at the bigger picture, I don't think we're looking at a freedom flu. I think overwhelmingly people are getting vaccinated and adhering to the vaccine mandates. But I think you're seeing many instances in which it is backfiring rather severely, Take Chicago, for instance. The head of the police union is calling on police to defy the mandate. They could be put on unpaid leave, but the police know they have the leverage. The wealthy elites don't want to live in a city without them. It's more than that, though. Interestingly, in this tweet from Jack Posobiec, we can also see on the right side the What's Happening tab. Great Reset is trending, and so is General Strike. Now, admittedly, General Strike only has uh, 1,900 or so tweets, so it's probably just a personal trend, but Many people are talking about a general strike, and there's an article in The Guardian. As many different companies are, being, are, are facing, many industries, strikes from their employees over stagnant wages. Now, these people, in my opinion, probably don't know what's going on. I've talked to many people recently, as we're doing business you know, outside of these videos, who are just absolutely clueless to politics. 
But they do recognize their gas prices are going up. Their wages aren't going up. The amount of money they're, they're making isn't going up. The COVID crisis seems to be just getting worse. And they just they can't make it work. When people meet their threshold, that red line, everything falls apart. So this is where all of it comes together. Is it really a freedom flu? Probably not. Is it a sick out? No, probably not. I actually talked to a Southwest pilot. He said it's worse. It's just regular people taking a look at what's going on and saying, this is it for me. So what do we think has happened with Southwest and other industries? People took their sick days, took their vacation days and decided not to come to work, causing massive delays. Now, of course, the media is giving us every explanation in the world as to why that's not true. So let's break it all down. What's really happening with the general strike or freedom flu? The left will tell you that workers are saying enough. We need better wages. Many on the right say it's a freedom flu. People saying no vaccine mandates. It's a little bit of both. It really is. I don't think the vaccine mandate plays the biggest role in this. I think the economy is collapsing. And as it does, people will call in sick because they're not going to go work for garbage wages when they can't afford to pay their bills. And then you'll also see strikes because people are saying, I need more money. I can't pay my bills. But you see, going to a company and, and, and trying to get money out of a company at a time of economic crisis is like trying to squeeze blood from a turnip. There is none to squeeze. So as these strikes persist, the companies will just falter. The shortages will get worse. And my friends, perhaps the more apt trend on Twitter we can see is Great Reset. The Great Reset of global capitalism. How will it impact you? I don't know, but it is happening. It is, it is very obvious. People haven't taken a step back from this. The left isn't seeing what's going on. They think the vaccine mandates are fine. The right probably notices this, but needs to realize it more, that workers are not happy with their current status at their jobs. They're quitting not just because they have an opportunity to not work with the, with the unemployment benefits, because that's, that, and that's over, by the way. But people are just saying, I am not happy with my life anymore. It's a great reset, a great resignation, precipitating a great reset. And it seems like many people want it to happen. Well, let's take a look at what's happening. Before we do, head over to TimCast.com and become a member in order to get access to exclusive members-only content, which is content from TimCast IRL, as well as soon-to-be Tales from the Inverted World, our Green Room show, and the Cast Castle vlog. Tons of new shows headed your way. We're doing a lot of work to expand. And as a member, you're helping support our fierce and independent journalism. We have no big investors. We are not funded by any right-wing or left-wing groups or anything like that. Literally, this is a grassroots, ground-up company. I started a few YouTube channels, started working very hard, y'all supported by watching and becoming members, and that is the funding for how we do this work. Ain't nobody going to put pressure on us to tell us what we, can, what we can or can't say. That's the plan. Thank you all for being members. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's get into the news and talk about what's going on first. I want to go back to this tweet and just show you this image one more time as we move forward. You can also see here on the right, Bidenflation and Empty Shelves Joe also trending. For me, mind you, these aren't the national trends. There's a Gadsden flag hanging from an Alaskan airline jet. We also have this tweet from Disclose.tv. New. State Department of Transportation maintenance crew left some parting words before Washington's vaccine mandate for government workers takes effect October 18th. It says, piss off Inslee. And what is the other name? Miller. Live free. Get fired. Wow. <clears throat> Vaccine mandate is about to drop. These employees are quitting their jobs and they're making it publicly known. 
But let me show you where things start to get really serious. This story from NBC News. Chicago police union head urges cops to defy COVID vaccine mandate. Fraternal Order of Police President John Catanzara vowed to take Mayor Lori Lightfoot's administration to court if she tries to enforce the mandate. You may have seen the other day. Ron DeSantis fined one county between $3.5 and $4 million for implementing a vaccine mandate, firing people who weren't vaccinated. Florida said you can't do that. It's a discrimination. Sorry. Now, there's a question about whether or not the governor has the authority to do so, especially when you look at Joe Biden trying to do the inverse at the federal level. But here we can see the clashes beginning. What do you think happens when cops don't show up? I mean, we all know about the left's defund the police narrative. These wealthy Democrat elites are probably going to start shaking in their boots. But I'll tell you, I can make a prediction here. It's a game of chicken. The city government says, get vaccinated or we will put you on leave. The police union tells all of the cops not to do it. And the city will come begging, please, please. There's protesters outside my house. What do I do? I need someone to go and jackboot beat the crap out of them. And the cops in Chicago would gladly do it. Chicago is notorious for its corrupt police department. Yeah, good work, Chicago. Here's what NBC News reports. The head of the Chicago Police Officers Union has called on its members to defy the city's requirement to report their COVID-19 vaccination status by Friday or be placed on unpaid leave. In the video posted online Tuesday and first reported by Chicago Sun-Times, Fraternal Order of Police President John Catanzara vowed to take Mayor Lori Lightfoot's administration to court if it tries to enforce the mandate. After Friday, unvaccinated workers who won't submit to semi-weekly COVID testing will be placed on unpaid leave. Catanzara suggested that if the city does enforce the requirement and many union members refuse to comply with it, it's safe to say that the city of Chicago will have a police force at 50% or less for this weekend coming up. In the video, Catanzara instructs officers to file for exemptions to receiving the vaccine, but to not enter that information into the city's vaccine portal. He said that although he has made clear his vaccine status, I do not believe the city has the authority to mandate that that to anybody, let alone that information about your medical history. Although I think it's fair to say the Chicago police certainly think it's the right of the state and the city to take away your right to keep and bear arms. So spare me your your crocodile tears about what you think is or isn't acceptable. Any cop who's willing to enforce unconstitutional laws is an unconstitutional actor. I'll put it that way. I wouldn't go so far as say criminal, but Michael Malice does. But yeah, I've got a lot of problems with the Chicago police. I can, however, say I do respect them pushing back and saying no to vaccine mandates. To be fair, he's right. Forgive me for being a little salty over the situation in Chicago, but he does, he does make uh, an important and good point. The problem I have with the department in Chicago is that as soon as they're granted their exemptions to the vaccine mandate, they'll gleefully enforce it against you. So suffice it to say for the wealthy elites, bad news. During a news conference Wednesday, Lightfoot accused Katanzar of spreading false information and dismissed most of his statements as untrue or patently false. She said COVID-19 vaccines are proven to be effective and that getting vaccinated would protect city workers and their families. I don't think Katanzara disagreed with you on that one. 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. What we're focused on is making sure that we maximize the opportunity to create a very safe workplace. The data is very clear. It is unfortunate that the FOP leadership has chosen to put out a counter narrative. But the fact of it of the matter is, if you are not vaccinated, you are playing with your life, the life of your family, the life of your colleagues and members of the public. She said the city is prepared to deal with any fallout related to the vaccination requirement. Violent crime has spiked in the city this year from an ex- from expressway shootings to a rise in carjackings. Chicago police reported 629 homicides this year through October, compared with 605 during the same period last year and 402 in the year before. First responders around the country have been hit hard by the virus, but have been resisting vaccine mandates. More than 460 law enforcement officers have died of COVID, including four members of the CPD, according to the Officer Down Memorial page. On Tuesday, Dean Angelo, who once held Catanzaro's union position, died of the disease. LAPD and county sheriff and Seattle police are among the departments either under vaccine mandates or facing one. Catanzaro has clashed the mayor over a host of issues. After the city announced the vaccine mandate in August, the union had compared it to something that might happen to Nazi Germany, telling the Sun-Times, this ain't Nazi Germany, saying, step into the showers, the pills won't hurt you. Lightfoot blasted Catanzaro for his offensive outburst. And Catanzaro posted a video on the union's YouTube channel, apologizing for his choice of words, saying he was not trying to link vaccinations to what was happening during the Holocaust. Okay, so what's happening right now? Police are saying no. EMS, uh, first responders across the country under these vax mandates are saying no. Firefighters in LA, it's getting serious. We're seeing, as I mentioned in Florida, Ron DeSantis going after those who would try and implement it. The vaccine mandates are going to cause nothing but chaos, pain, and suffering. And they insist that they are smarter and better than you. These people are despicable. They're evil. But you know what? If you choose to live under the boot, who's to say they're wrong? I don't. I, I, will, I will leave these places. You know, we'll put up our cultural fight. We'll say no. We'll, we'll issue our vote. And then we see what happens and say, OK. If the battle lines are drawn clearly, I will not stay in a place that would try and implement such things on me. But what's happening with Southwest is interesting because I've talked to a pilot who said people are fed up and they took their sick time. They took their vacation days. One, the, the pilot I spoke with told me that he had flown the maximum in August and he was federally restricted through for, I believe, for parts of September. Now he's just saying, I'm taking sick time. And I think that's what most people are doing. They want to cash out their vacation time and their sick time before they ultimately get terminated. But it does seem that things are starting to get back to normal. Is this a freedom flu? I think partly, yeah. Not in the way that the media, that the people on the right are trying to claim, you know, but I, I, I do think 
that the, the, the constant pressures being placed on regular people is resulting in them saying, yo, I'm out. But what is the media saying? I love this one. Southwest spider web like route map is why flights as far as California were canceled due to weather in Florida. Here's how it works. Oh, spare me your insane narratives. Southwest couldn't have flights, so they all their flights were canceled. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. They're trying to argue that basically what happens is this. A flight in Florida has to fly to, you know, to Nashville and then Tucson and then L.A. So when you book a flight from, say, Tampa to Los Angeles, that you're stopping along the way. And I'm sure that's true to a certain extent. But you mean to tell me that throughout the day, 3,000 plus or throughout the weekend, thousands of flights weren't able to move because they had to maybe go through Florida? Sure. Okay, maybe. Who am I to judge? I don't work for Southwest. I don't know how they're, plant. They're, 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 you know, how it works. I just think it's strange that even if the weather was isolated to Florida and their spider web like system is what caused all the cancellations, where were any other cancellations for flights into and out of Florida? American Airlines and other airlines, they had like, uh, it was, it was like routine cancellations. So they're like, oh, Florida's weather is bad. We can't fly. What about everybody else? I know nationwide, you can make your argument, but even for Florida, it's ridiculous. But of course, that's the game they're playing. Southwest CEO apologizes as airline begins to return to normal after days of cancellations, delays. I find it, I find it quite hilarious that the CEO came out and was like, oh, we don't want a vaccine mandate. Biden's making us do it. And it's like, who brought that up? Why is that relevant to you or your staff? Uh-huh. But I will say, things are returning back to normal. Southwest flights are starting to resume again, which is why I think this was probably just people using up their sick time and vacation days because they think they may get fired soon. Not that they're actively defying any mandates or anything like that, because they're returning to normal. Yahoo reports, data from aviation tracker FlightAware showed 91 canceled flights, about 2% of its schedule. An additional 242 flights were delayed. The figures were far lower than Monday. So things are starting to, to look up again for Southwest. If there really was a freedom flu or a, a blue flu or a, well, blue flu is a time with the cops, but if there really was like a sick out, it would be persisting much longer than this because of the vaccine mandates. Now, perhaps Southwest is going to slightly pull back, but we'll see what's happening. I will give a quick shout out to our good friend, Seth Myers, who uh, just reports fake news garbage under the pretext of it being comedy. Seth Myers berates Fox News for its reporting on vaccine mandate. Myers took Tucker Carlson to task for not being certain while reporting falsehoods. I love this. I love it. He criticized Tucker Carlson for saying, quote, he couldn't say for certain that it was a sick out. Uh, uh, he couldn't say for certain that the mandate caused the issue, but reported they were behind them anyway. Quote, you can't say for certain. Well, then please, by all means, put it on television. We all know that's how journalism works. Who can forget the famous Woodward and Bernstein headline? Did Nixon do Watergate? Seems like the kind of thing he'd do, but who knows? I love it. Criticizing the opining of a pundit and then claiming he's trying to do journalism. They claim Tucker isn't journalism. And to be honest, he's, a, he's an opinion guy. He does some journalism. But it's just funny considering what NBC and CBS and ABC and all of these outlets do. Quite the same thing. Boy, I got to tell you, my friends, you want to have a good time? Go take a look at my Wikipedia entries talk page. I've, I've, I think I've mentioned it in every segment, segment now, you know, because it came up. We were talking about Project Veritas. But it's really funny how they're like, hey, we're reading this article about Tim Pool, and we've discovered that it's almost entirely demonstrably false. <laughs> yeah, that's the media. 
They write these big, long-winded article, articles, demonstrably false. Just you do two seconds and you realize these people are lying and they have the nerve to come out criticizing Tucker Carlson. Oh, it's just absolutely fantastic. And then he, he goes on to say some other stupid, whatever, whatever. Here we go. America, Southwest, United, JetBlue, Alaska. Most of the major airlines have mandates. The only big one that I know that doesn't have it is Delta, which is nuts. If any airline should have a vaccine mandate, it's the one named after the variant. Ha ha, very funny. But I think there's still a good point there. If the vaccine mandates were really causing a freedom flu or a sick out, wouldn't other pilots be doing the same thing? I mean, you saw a Gadsden flag on one, one plane. People are certainly standing up and speaking out, which is the first thing people need to do. But they're still at their job. The, guy, the person had to be working in order to put that flag up. So I really don't see this as being a, 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 a sick out. We may see it with the police, but I'll tell you this too. When it comes to unions, the reason we're seeing all these public sector unions lash out against the vaccine mandates is because it's a bargaining chip for the city. The, the, the unions are saying, no, 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 no. You should be negotiating with us. Or I should say it's a bargaining chip for the unions. The unions are like, uh-uh, you can't change our contract. And then they're going to try and use it to renegotiate. Over in Seattle, the residents are demanding police chief address homeless camp as vaccine mandate further threatens patrols. Seattle's Ballard's Common Park saw recent death of a homeless woman fire ravaged tent encampment. That's right. The vaccine mandates are going to make it bad, particularly in blue areas. And it really does feel like a great reset, doesn't it? My friends, just think about what's going on with this. You are seeing the police be curtailed. What did the left want to do? They wanted to defund the police. Now the police are resigning for a variety of reasons. Many are, are being forced to quit. When pressuring cops to do unlawful things didn't work, many of these cops did resign. When incessant rioting with, with no end in sight, no prosecution didn't work, they then said, okay, fine, undergo an irreversible forced medical procedure or else. Now, finally, they're like, okay, I'm out. I can't do this. So they're getting their defunding of the police. They're getting their economic crunch. It's all happening. I'll give a shout out to this one. Indy 100 says anti-vaxxers think freedom flu caused America's flight chaos. Here's what it means. I don't care what you think it means. A lot of people think that there are a lot of people standing up against the vaccine mandates. Sorry, guys. I don't think so. I, I will say, though, freedom flu as a hashtag and as an idea is spreading across the U.S. We can clearly see that in the sentiment of individuals who are pushing it. What I mean to say is I don't think it's the majority. And I don't think I think if there really was a mass. So there's there's I'll put it this way. You got to be, we got, we got to figure the frame on this. There's a freedom flu. There is. I talked to a pilot who said, people are calling in. They're saying I'm at my wits end, but it's not that big. That's the issue. United Airlines moves to fire 232 employees who have refused to get the COVID vaccine as Texas judge blocks company from putting 2000 workers on unpaid leave if they're seeking religious or medical exemption. This is huge. They say Texas judge Mark Pittman granted a restraining order against United Airlines. United CEO Scott Kirby imposed a vaccine mandate on August 6th and has reported that 99.7% of the 67,000 employees are vaccinated. Six employees filed a federal lawsuit against the airline, citing unpaid leave as an unreasonable accommodation. In addition to the 2,000 employees waiting on, you know, they're going to fire 232, Kirby cites being open, honest, and transparent with employees was the key to getting employees vaccinated even if they disagreed. Well, you can choose to work for them or not. Over here, we see Kyrie Irving doubling down. It's not about money. He's refusing COVID vaccine, even though he'll lose half of his $35 million salary by missing net, net, uh, Nets games. I really don't think he cares. 
I want y'all to understand something. I learned this a long time ago because I, I met some guys in California, particularly wealthy. This guy I knew said that this is a certain point you make so much money, you go through an existential crisis. At least these guys did. They didn't know what to do with themselves anymore. These Silicon Valley types one day were broke and the next day they were worth millions and they were sitting around confused and depressed. What is my life? I did my thing. Now what? They didn't know what to do with themselves. Kyrie Irving, he's going to get about $17.5 million. I don't think he's going to be crying about losing $17.5 million. I really don't. At a certain point, you have so much money, you're just shrugging as the rest comes in. And I've seen it with these people in California where they're just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I just have my account and put it somewhere, do something with it. I don't even know. They just they just don't care. So Kyrie Irving, it may be easy for him to stand up compared to many other people, but also maybe it's not so easy to, to, to walk away from, you know, just shy of $18 million. But he's going to be comfortable. And he's going to be fine. So he's certainly taking a stand. But I'll tell you my, again, y'all need to realize it. Most people are just getting down with the vaccine mandates. There may be some kind of freedom flu or resistance, but it is not that you know large. I think a bigger portion of what we're seeing is more is more to do with this from The Guardian. Is America experiencing an unofficial general strike from Robert Wright? He writes, last Friday's job reports from the U.S. Department of Labor elicited a barrage of gloomy headlines. The New York Times emphasized weak jobs growth and fretted that hiring challenges have bede- bedeviled employers all year won't be quick that have bedeviled employers all year won't be quickly resolved and rising wages could add to the concerns about inflation. The media failed to report the big story, which is actually a very good one. American workers are now flexing their muscles for the first time in decades. You might say workers have declared a national general strike until they get better pay and improved working conditions. No one calls it a general strike, but in its own disorganized way, it's related to the organized strikes breaking out across the land. Hollywood TV and film crews, John Deere workers, Alabama coal miners, Nabisco workers, Kellogg workers, nurses in California, healthcare workers in Buffalo. That's right. Disorganized and or organized, American workers now have bargaining leverage to do better. After a year and a half of the pandemic, consumers have pent up demand for all sorts of goods and services, but employers are finding it hard to fill positions. Think about it. These companies are desperate to hire, and that means the workers have all the negotiating power. You walk into your open interview at the Wendy's down the street, because we have a Wendy's with open interviews, and they say, look, we pay 15 bucks an hour, and you go, 20. And we can't afford to pay that, then you don't get to hire me, because I can walk next door, and they're hiring as well. And I can tell everybody I want 20, and eventually someone's going to say, fine. So what do you got? And then they say 18. The workers have leverage. But I don't think it's just that. I don't think it's about leverage. I think that much like freedom flu, this general strike being pushed by leftists is also missing the big picture. People are on strike because the economy is imploding. That's it. Southwest Airlines cancellations. The economy is imploding. It's not about vax mandates. I mean, they're making it worse for sure. Biden's policies are absolutely killing jobs. But what happens is the economy was shuttered. That was it. They thought they could just stop it. No, they guillotined it. And then inflation happened. You see, we'll start with the restaurants. A restaurant says we're closing down for two weeks, 15 days to slow the spread. Two weeks go by and their food is spoiled. Throw it all away. You can't serve it. You can't sell it. That could be $20,000 for a small restaurant. They got to order another $20,000 worth of food. Do you think they have that money? I mean, these, 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 uh, some of these restaurants operate on razor-thin margins. 
So now after that two weeks, they were just gone. Many others said, okay, we got to make up that loss. So we're going to increase our prices. There's a local uh, restaurant near us, and you've probably seen the same thing, where all the menus have stickers over all their prices because they keep raising them. And that's what starts happening. Then one day, those workers for all these different companies find they can't afford to do anything anymore. They find their heating bills are skyrocketing. Take a look at this. In this tweet from Election Wizard, ABC News cited, U.S. government says it expects households to see their heating bills jump as much as 54% compared to last winter. From the Telegraph, food costs will soar 10 pence in Great Reset, warns Britain's biggest chicken firm. Now, I know that's in the UK, but it's affecting us all the same. Prices are going up. Beef is through the roof. Pork is through the roof. Gas is through the roof. Heating for people's homes is skyrocketing. So what happens? It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine Engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com/carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24/7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com/carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com/carlson and save 20% today. Little old uh, uh, you know, young Jim works as a union guy at a steel mill or at the Kellogg's factory making cereal. And then one day he goes to the store and he says, my groceries used to be 500 bucks. Now it's 700 bucks. I don't have 700 bucks to buy groceries. I mean, that's crazy. I went to the grocery store, one cart, 75% of the way full, $700. Now what guy? Working a, a working class job is going to be able to do that, you know, once a week or whatever. So they go to their boss. I need more money. We can't afford to give you more money. The raw materials are way too expensive. We're being constrained as it is. Nope, I want more money or else so they go on strike. Everybody starts going on strike because prices are just too dang high and they can't afford it any, anymore. The wages are too low. Yeah, well, 15 bucks an hour won't cut it anymore either. Why? Because we are, we are potentially walking towards hyperinflation. It is a cascade failure. And I pray it does not happen. But this is what's worrying. This is where we're going. If people start demanding more money, then the cost of the goods and the services will go up. If the cost of the goods and the services go up, then people will need more money. And it will be a death spiral. Because eventually, it won't end. The problem is that it's happening much too quickly. That's the thing. Take a look at this. White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain promotes tweet calling inflation and supply chain chaos high class problems. GOP tears into clueless and tone death, tone death, tone deaf White House for response to Biden's growing crises. If you're happy with the destruction, decimation and collapse of this country and its economy, congratulations on having voted for Joe Biden and the Democrats. If you want it to at least stop, the Republicans could potentially put a hold on it for a little while, but 
They won't do anything to ultimately make it stop permanently. They'll just stop it for now until the Democrats get back into play, until they gain back power in the White House or whatever. Republicans will do very little. If they do gain power, people will become disillusioned. Democrats will win, burn it down some more. People will say, please help Republicans stop them. The Republicans say, okay, and then do nothing. And here we go. It's a death spiral. I think people are looking into their own worlds for what they wish to be occurring. That means Robert Reich, this leftist guy being like, it's a general strike. It's happening. And I'm like, I think the economy is just collapsing. So people are doing the only thing they know how to do to get more money, complaining and striking. When in reality, the companies have to raise prices, resulting in a rapid escalation of the conflict and hyperinflation. And I think people on the right are like, they're standing up against the vax mandates. And I'm like, guys, yes, yeah, some of them are, but most of them aren't. Doctors aren't. You know, I tweeted this. Why are so many nurses anti-vax? And the left interpreted it as though I was saying all of them were. No, I didn't say all of them. But of course, we live in tribal garbage polarized world where anything you say must be taken to the extreme of whatever faction the other is, I guess. Yeah, no, like 97% of medical workers went and got the vaccine. It's a small percentage that are refusing it, but it is enough. People need to realize is that you can have 95% of your staff vaccinated. But let's say this for Southwest Airlines. Let's say 95% get the vaccine, you know, get vaccinated for the vaccine mandate. And they say, it's only 5% that didn't do it. What if those 5% are specifically their pilots? And that means disproportionately the planes don't move. What if the 5% is disproportionately mechanics? And that means the planes don't move. Even though most of your employees could be vaccinated, if it's concentrated in one area, like your flight crew, your, your attendants, the planes ain't going anywhere. So what really matters, I suppose, is where people find themselves based on their union or their politics. But more importantly, I think it matters that the economy is just in collapse. And so everyone's going to take whatever reason to justify why it's happening and claim victory. I think for the left and the right, you realize a little bit of both. Some people are striking probably because of the vax mandates, because they, they want the right to negotiate and you can't just impose something over a union contract. Others are protesting because life is becoming too expensive. Well, I'll tell you this. Mass compliance is why it's happening. Everyone got on board with what was going on last year. And congratulations. Now we are here. Where will we be in one year? Oh, it'll get worse. Yeah. If everyone just keeps complying. So freedom flu or not, people are saying no. They're just at their wits end. And that's why we're seeing the great resignation. It's not about a strike or otherwise. It's about the system just imploding. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. We have two big stories right now. We have Steven Crowder getting a hard strike and a suspension, as well as Joe Rogan taking on Sanjay Gupta of CNN and calling him out for CNN's lies. I definitely want to go over Sanjay Gupta's essay he wrote about why he did it. Because, of course, they don't accept accountability for being liars. In fact, Sanjay Gupta, after talking with Joe Rogan about how CNN lied, goes on with the host who lied, Aaron Burnett. But the big story to get started, and, and these are related stories in my opinion, I'll explain why. Steven Crowder, louder with Crowder, has received a hard strike over a show they did. You, uh, YouTube has claimed that they were harassing the transgender community by doing it. And the concern here is that there is a related story to what Steven Crowder had done that happened in Loudoun County with a student who was assaulted in a bathroom. 
and it's led to a major scandal. Now, I wanted to make sure you guys knew what was going on with Crowder's suspension, uh, mostly because I know you guys may be wondering why he's not on YouTube right now. This is, once again, uh, uh, YouTube, I think, is, is, is getting dangerously close. They want to remove Crowder. Based on uh, the show he did, special guest Alex Jones, Joe Rogan triggers leftists again. Many people have said that uh, they didn't find it to be outwardly egregious. He was talking about very specific news stories, but YouTube says talking about instances where particular, particular protected groups are implicated in crimes is against the rules. So this is serious stuff. But uh, what I wanted to point out first is you can always go to louderwithcrowder.com. You can go to their website, uh, louderwithcrowder.com, and you can join the Mug Club, which is Stephen Crowder's uh, membership program, I believe, basically. And they are doing their show live over there right now. Uh, we, We have to actively oppose hard censorship. And one of the best ways to do it is to make sure that as of right now, as many people have questioned, Tim, why do you remain on YouTube if they're censoring people? Well, if I wasn't here to let you know that Steven Crowder's show is live over at louderwithcrowder.com, many people may just be left confused wondering what happened. And it happens. Sometimes we will take a night off due to a technical difficulty, or maybe a guest had, had some issue, or maybe we're just, I, I've got to do some, you know, something happens that, you know, makes me unable to do the show. People on YouTube don't understand. We'll post on the website. We'll even post on the community tab. I'll tweet it out and people still won't see it. So at the very least, you guys uh, know where you can find his show. And I I seriously do uh, hope that you guys are supporting Mug Club. I certainly hope you support TimCast.com, our website, for the exact same reason. But uh, I I, I will tell you this. Look, first and foremost, I didn't watch the segment he did. Uh, But a comedy show is a comedy show and they do very serious stuff and and, and it's black comedy often, you know, dark stuff like Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle did a a Netflix comedy special where he made like he the things he said would are are insta ban material. But that's acceptable Netflix mainstream content. Why the line? Why not Steven Crowder? Why is he not allowed to make the same jokes? Netflix says they're not taking down Dave Chappelle. He's allowed to do it. Okay. There have been other very famous mainstream comedians who have done uh, have done similar segments. So I, I will say this: um, try to support everybody to the best of your abilities. And I will, I will, I will. You know, if if when this stuff happens, I'll absolutely shout it out. But here's where I think it's really important. Over here on the right side of the Louder with Crowder website, you can see Joe Rogan embarrasses Sanjay Gupta over CNN's horse dewormer lies. You see, this is the big story I wanted to talk about today. Joe Rogan doing one of the most amazing and profound things. And uh, the, the reason why, first and foremost, I, we, we, I've got to mention Steven Crowder and make sure you guys know where you can find his content to make sure that, uh, to once again, make sure the censorship is less effective and we're actively resisting and opposing it by making sure you guys know where to go and find it. But I do think the Joe Rogan Sanjay Gupta episode actually does have an interesting overlap principally with what happened with Crowder. Sanjay Gupta is acting like Joe Rogan is Alex Jones, okay? And to that matter, they're acting like, they're acting like he's the caricature of Alex Jones because Alex certainly does a character of himself and has certainly said crazy things, but he often is right. And a lot of people don't want to accept that, but we had him on the show. We fact-checked him. Some of the stuff he says is right. A lot of it, in fact. Now, the joke is that he's always right. And I, Alex Jones says some really kooky things, but it turns out George Washington did write a letter <laughs> condemning the Illuminati. I <laughs> never thought I would uh, experience something like that. But this is why it's so important to talk about Crowder's strike as we segue into the story with with uh, um, 
with Sanjay Gupta and Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan sits down with the medical guy from CNN and says, your network lied. Joe, they, they, they claimed Joe Rogan was taking horse dewormer. This is Aaron Burnett. I've got the screenshots. I tweeted about this. They lied. Sanjay Gupta in the hot seat. And they're acting as though they, they got Joe Rogan by presenting him with information to maybe convince some of his listeners. And I'm like, what world do these people live in? Joe Rogan is not some crackpot conspiracy theorist. Now, Joe Rogan has certainly in the past, you know, had crazy conspiracy shows, but I think it's mostly in a fun exploration. I mean, like when I jokingly said that the, that the world, in order to enter the Galactic Federation, we must unify under our one world government. Joe immediately goes, I don't think there's a Galactic Federation. Uh, Joe, it was a joke. Come on, you're a comedian. I guess my joke was bad. I'll accept that. I'm not a comedian. The point is, Joe's a regular guy. That's why his show's so popular. It's regular people. CNN acts like he's his he's weird, you know, thing. And that's what we have right now in the media. You have an elite class that exists in their own weird world. How many of you caught the Aussie media story? What's that? You're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, because these people play inside baseball. The news, these, these journalists come out and they're like, hey, everybody, Aussie media and regular people are like, I'm working in a steel mill trying to make sure I can feed my kids and I have no idea what you're talking about. Steven Crowder getting removed is, an, is another one of these major independent channels. And not only that, one of the few channels not on the left. And I say not on the left because it's overwhelmingly leftist content on YouTube as much as they would try and lie and claim it's not. They'll also claim I'm right wing because anything that's not left wing is far right. And that's how they try and puff up the numbers of right wing content, uh, claiming there's more right wingers. We need independent media. We can't allow the censorship. We have to actively oppose it, speak out against it. And I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'll say it again. Here I am on YouTube, the, 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 the platform that has just suspended Crowder, telling you where you can find him so that the censorship is actively less effective. You see how that works? It's not perfect. I know that Stephen Crowder doesn't want to get banned from YouTube because it's a massive platform. It's a major way to, to reach people. And this is a major battleground in the culture war. So we should be active in, in, in trying to maintain our positions. But if we are if you're trying to get out key information that YouTube is restricting, that's why Crowder's got Mug Club. That's why we have TimCast.com. Uh, we don't have a name for you. Be a member at TimCast.com to support our work because we could look. I'll, I'll tell you this. The moment they go after Crowder and they get him off the platform, we're next. I don't know if we're literally next, but the, the cliffs are eroding. We have to hold the line. I know that making sure Crowder has the ability to do his job means that we are safer as well. And I also think that Crowder has a right to do comedy bits the same as Dave Chappelle or any other comedian would do that YouTube is fine with. Check this out. Check this out. Let's talk about CNN because I really got to show you what, what Gupta said. It is, it is laughably insane. Gupta actually wrote on CNN that he feared Joe Rogan would attack him. I'm not kidding. These people are nuts. Louder with Crowder's, uh, from, from louderwithcrowder.com. Anti-vax misinformation making horse medicine taking, according to CNN, Joe Rogan sat down with CNN's medical dude, Sanjay Gupta. It was a three-hour conversation about the Fauci-ouchie and people being hesitant towards it. This is excellent writing, by the way, from Broad again on Lottery Crowder. Hop on Twitter and you can find tons of clips of Gupta, the medical expert, being rendered speechless by simple questions. Gupta is not used to that on CNN, where the only dialogue has to be approved by Joe Biden and or the CDC first. Rogan calling Gupta out for CNN lies about Roga is, Rogan is more interesting. 
Flashback. Rogan caught the Rona. His doctor prescribed him a medication that is prescribed to human beings. CNN reported over and over again that Rogan took horse dewormer, something that is prescribed to by veterinarians. Rogan doesn't go to a vet. He goes to a people doctor. Rogan put Gupta on blast with a simple question. Why is your alleged news network lying about me? And then Gupta was like, oh, no, no, we didn't. Here's the quote. Does it bother you that the news network you work for outright lied about me taking horse dewormer? Gupta says they shouldn't have said that. Why'd they say that? I don't know. You didn't ask. You're the medical guy there. That. Absolutely. You're the medical guy there. Sanjay Gupta is the medical guy at CNN. And he went on with Aaron Burnett. Did he call her out and say, hey, 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 you know, you lied about Joe Rogan. Take a look at this. We have this from The Rep, September 2nd. CNN medical analyst Dr. Jonathan Reiner debunked Joe Rogan's crazy jumble of nonsense COVID treatments on Wednesday night. That were, it was prescribed to him by a doctor. You know, this is why I, I keep telling people, talk to a doctor. They're like, Tim, doctors are dumb. That's, a, that's, that's not an answer. That's not, that's not an excuse to not go to a doctor. Joe Rogan went to a doctor. He got a medical treatment. Do you disagree with Joe Rogan? I, I don't know. I don't think Joe Rogan, it, it's up to the doctor, not me. I'm not a doctor. Don't get medical advice from me. Take your, 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 your questions to people who know better. And if you're, if you're really unhappy, find, go to Joe Rogan's doctor if you like that. I mean, this is the crazy thing. Not, doctors are not a monolith, you know? Anyway, I said, weird. This doctor on CNN said Joe Rogan's medical treatment was completely wrong, yet somehow Joe got better and is now free of COVID. It's almost like CNN are a bunch of lying pieces of... Uh, I don't know anything about, uh, I know Joe got monoclonal antibodies and I am under, the, uh, I think that was actually uh, what, what, what helped him. This is an, an, an EUA approved, it's the Regeneron treatment. We also have this. Look at the screenshot. There is old Aaron Burnett lying her face off. Joe Rogan says he has COVID taking livestock drug despite warnings. I, put, I wrote, hey, CNN, pretty sure Joe never said he was taking a livestock drug. Livestock drug. Uh, Joe Rogan, please sue them. I don't know if Joe will actually sue CNN. Well, he did have on Sanjay Gupta, which is interesting. And uh, let's get into it. So, so take a look at this. Gupta tries to convince Rogan to get vaccinated. See what happens. CNN's chief medical correspondent, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, explains why he went one-on-one for over three hours with Joe Rogan on his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. Oh, hey, look, it's Aaron Burnett, the lady who was lying in the first place. Amazing. I think I understand what is wrong with, with the mainstream media. You are going to be, I, I think your minds will be blown by this article from Sanjay Gupta that just dropped. Wait until you hear what he says. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, why Joe Rogan and I sat down and talked for more than three hours. Gupta writes, in today's highly segmented media world, most of the people who watch and listen to me every day on CNN have already received and accepted the message about the utility of vaccines, the importance of masks, and how we can all work together to put an end to this pandemic. So I realized that if I was serious about trying to communicate public health, I needed to go to a less comfortable place. I needed to go to the lion's den and accept an invitation to sit down with Joe Rogan for more than three hours. Okay, first, let me just say this. Probably one of the most comfortable places to have a conversation I've ever been in is Joe Rogan's studio to like literally for for one, the amenities. It's very comfortable. He has coffee and energy drinks. Um, Now, what I mean by comfortable is in the mental sense. It's great. It's, 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 it's comfortable. Uh, I will say Joe's chairs hurt my back every time 
I don't know about his new studio in Texas, but the chairs he had before, I'd always be like, man, sitting there, it's like, oh, it's hurting my back. So um, I don't know about completely comfortable. But uh, to have a long conversation, take a look at this. He, Gupta says, I don't think I've ever had a conversation that long with anyone. Seriously, think about that. What? That blew my mind. That, 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 that is crazy to me. Sanjay Gupta has never had a conversation with someone for three hours. I, I, that's, that's shocking to me. Look, I mean, maybe here's a blinder for me. I assumed people talked. When I was growing up, I had long hour, multi-hour long conversations with all of my friends. We'd sit around just talking for like five, six hours. I mean, granted, they'd be rocking a ganja and I'd be playing Knights of the Old Republic, but we would sit there all night talking about all of these crazy things. Never had a conversation with someone for more than three hours. Maybe that's why these people live in this weird bubble world where the TV is the arbiter of truth and morality, because that's what they get their information from. They don't actually talk to other human beings. I mean, I, I, look, I don't know. Why don't you guys comment below and let me know? Have you ever had a conversation with someone longer than three hours? Am I the outlier here? Because I'll tell you this. We do it every, every night, Monday through Friday. And to me, it's like, I understand these are, these are they're long conversations. So we go two hours on TimCast IRL plus a half an hour or so for the member segment. But we're talking an hour before and basically a half an hour after. So we're going from like 7 to 11 p.m. where we're talking nonstop. Sanjay Gupta's never had a conversation. To me, it's easy to do the show. I'm not kidding. When I'm 18, I'm sitting on my friend's couch and we got Xbox playing and we're talking about time and space and quantum physics. We're talking about politics and we just sit there all day and be like, man, it's crazy. And then we like this. So here's what we do. We wake up, play video games, eat some Wendy's, you know, like when, when Wendy's would open like 11 or whatever, go skateboarding, come back, play video games and just talk all night about crazy stuff. Maybe, maybe for them, it was, it was the weed. I don't know. People would be like, you know, I would talk about all this crazy stuff and they'd think that I was smoking. I don't smoke at all. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do anything. I don't even have piercings or tattoos. But th this, this to me was mind blowing. Now, let, let, let me, let me read you this part. This is, um, this is, uh, I hope you're ready. Many friends cautioned me against accepting Joe's invitation. Quote, there is little room for reasonable conversations anymore. One person told me he is a brawler and doesn't play fair. What? These people are nuts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another warned, in fact, when I told Joe early in the podcast, oh, I'm sorry, uh, he doesn't play fair, another warned. In fact, when I told Joe early in the podcast that I didn't agree with his apparent views on vaccines against COVID, ivermectin, and many things in between, Part of me thought the MMA former Taekwondo champion might hurtle himself across the table and throttle my neck. But instead, he smiled and off we went. What? <laughs> Absolutely crackpot insanity. Why would anyone think Joe Rogan, an extremely successful, famous comedian, 
the most famous podcaster, would attack anybody. It's it's nuts. Remember, Jenk Uger was like, if I fought Joe Rogan, I'd end him. He's a he's a black belt in Taekwondo. He's a champion. These people are crazy, man. The look. It's no surprise to me that you get the narrative you get out of CNN when someone's like Joe Rogan. Uh, part of me thought he'd jump over the table and throttle my neck. Wow. It's, it's, it's just so insane, isn't it? Now you know why they want to ban all guns. Because they see a guy walking with a gun and they scream and they run and jump in the bushes. Where we're at, you walk down the street and you see people with guns. I saw a guy with a crossbow the other day and I was like, cool. You know why I'm not worried about the man with the crossbow firing his crossbow at me? Because if people really wanted to hurt me, they could use a car and they drive them all of the time. In fact, I got a motorcycle and I'm actually more worried about accidentally being hit on the motorcycle than I am about a guy who's walking around with a gun or a crossbow. Imagine if people were like, at any moment, I thought the man might just might start firing wildly at me. If, if people did that, I mean, it's extremely rare. Sometimes people go nuts. But if that were the case, that random people, you were so worried. You, you, you're in New York City and you jaywalk all the time. So Sanjay Gupta, I guarantee you, you jaywalk. You're not scared a car will hit you. These giant hunks of steel. Here's a headline. Joe Rogan agreed to get vaccinated. See, that's a lie. That's that's the manipulation. What, here's what they said. Uh, let, let me see. If, um, they mentioned that he he nearly got vaccinated. Here we go. What he said next surprised me. So it turns out that Joe Rogan nearly got vaccinated. That was a headline. It was a few months ago when he was in Vegas, he had an appointment scheduled, but had logistical hurdles and couldn't make it. He offered up the story as proof he's not necessarily anti-vaccine, even if he does consistently raise issues questioning their legitimacy. It's this sort of back and forth that makes it hard to pin Joe Rogan down, both in martial arts and a podcast interview. Ha ha ha. For example, even as he sometimes railed against masks, the Joe Rogan experience masks emblazoned with his logo available for sale on his website are, are available for sale. Even uh, I even bought one ahead of time and gave it to him as a gift. He looked surprised. Incidentally, they're made in China. He looked surprised because he's probably thinking, why are you giving me my own product? This is the crazy thing about CNN. And this is how you, you this is the best example, I think, of, of, of them being a cult. Let me explain. As I often say, there are Trump cultists, but they're fringe. They have no institutional authority. And there's a lot of, there's, a, there's, a, there's the flat earth people too. And it's like, so there's a lot of Trump supporters that are zealots that believe like whatever, you know, they hear from the Trump side, but they're not institutionally powerful and they're few and far between. Sanjay Gupta is on CNN and he, he genuinely thinks that Joe Rogan is like this crackpot flat earther conspiracy theorist who doesn't believe in science because they're in a cult. If you actually listen to Joe, you know that he's fairly nuanced and moderate. And if you, uh, assuming, I mean, a lot of people found found me from me having been on Joe Rogan. I think I I think I'm actually more um, establishment than Joe Rogan is on a lot of these issues. And what I mean by that is, you know, Joe talks about myocarditis in young people. Sanjay Gupta says the risk of myocarditis from COVID is actually higher than the risk from the vaccine. And that's something lost in translation, uh, lost in the conversation. And then he, uh, Joe also mentions, what was the other part? I don't know, you, you get the point. That there's some things, oh yeah, 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 um, transmissibility. Joe says that people who get vaccinated can transmit at the same rate, but the context missing there is, yes, but people who get vaccinated are much less likely to get COVID in the first place. There are studies out of Israel talking about waning efficacy. We're hearing about booster shots for the immunocompromised. I'm not a medical doctor or 
the kind of scientist, I should say, because I, I to be fair, there's a kind of like rogue street scientist thing with hacker spaces. And we've certainly done our share of fun, crazy experiments. I built a remote control can of green tea and the hacker community insisted, Tim, you must. You're a scientist. No, no, no. I'm not a lab scientist. I don't do research on this stuff. I can't tell you. That's why I say talk to a doctor. But they genuinely think that Joe Rogan is like masks are wrong and shouldn't be used and vaccines are evil. And when he's not, he's literally not. You know, my, my stance is like mask mandates. I don't I don't think Ron DeSantis has a right to ban mask mandates. I, I really don't. Um, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of making kids mask up. I think it's detrimental to the psychological development. Masks are substantially substantially different from irreversible irreversible medical procedures, though. So I certainly think people should have a right to choose if they wear the mask or not. And if you don't want uh, to, to, to wear the mask, you, you shouldn't have to. And if you don't want to go to a restaurant where people don't wear masks, don't go. The vaccine mandates are very different. If I go to a store, I went to Micro Center a couple weeks ago, we had to buy supplies and they're like, you have to wear a mask. I was like, eh, whatever. I mean, it's literally whatever to me. It's like a piece of cloth on my face. I really don't care for the 20 minutes I'm in that building. Vaccine mandates in New York, for instance, are like you must undergo an irreversible, irreversible medical procedure. That's between you and your doctor. That's substantially different. So Joe Rogan selling masks. Clearly, Joe doesn't oppose masks, but these people live in that crazy, crazy world. They will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. And then here's what you need to understand about CNN. These four words are helping spread vaccine misinformation. Look at the face of one of the most despicable people on TV. Brian Stelter, you are awful. I think you are evil. I genuinely believe this. Here's the story. Four little words do your own research, are hurting the U.S. pandemic response. CNN's chief media correspondent, Brian Stelter, said on Reliable Sources Sunday. Brian Stelter consistently tells people not to learn because he's evil. He wants to keep you in the dark. He is a bad person. Would it surprise you if I told you that him and I are like the same age? Yeah. Well, I guess evil ages a person. He's a nasty dude. And I've met him before. We've talked, he's interviewed me, but this guy genuinely wants you not to be informed. I will tell you this, you should read CNN. You should understand why they think the things they do so you can better understand what they say and why they say it. You should also listen to Joe Rogan. And uh, I don't mean like believe Joe Rogan. I say hear what he has to say so you can understand him as well. I think you should do your own research. You should look at the scientific studies and then you should ask a medical professional who is an expert who went to school and got a degree. And if you are unsure, you get a second opinion. This is a normal thing people do. Anyone telling you not to do your own research is trying to lie to you. This is how cults work. This is why I say it is a cult. Cults try to restrict your ability to get information from the outside world. It's how they keep you in the cult. So I hope, uh, uh, I don't know, be warned, I guess. But I'll throw it back to Crowder. Again, if, if, you, if, if, if you're wondering where he's at, louder with crowder.com. You guys can join the mug club to support them because we have to actively resist all forms of censorship. And I wish, uh, I hope for the best for Steven Crowder. I may not agree with his bits or his comments or whatever. It's, it's, it's irrelevant and immaterial to, to, to the issue of censorship. He's allowed to have the conversations he wants to have. If people want to oppose them, they can have that debate like Sanjay Gupta did with Joe Rogan. Censorship's got, we, we, we got to push back on that stuff. So check them out. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. I'll leave it there. Next segment will be at 1 p.m. on this channel, and I'll see you all then.
The federal government is consistently ruling by decree. Joe Biden is defying the legislative branch and the judicial. He is now trying to implement a forced medical procedure on the entirety of the population through coercive means, meaning if you work at a company with at least 100 employees, they must force you to undergo this treatment. We're now seeing the rise of the freedom flu. Apparently, people are calling in sick. It may not be coordinated. But if I were to tell you that a civil war was possible, perhaps many of you would say, yeah, at this point, I kind of agree with you, Tim, even though a couple of years ago, many, uh, many of you probably said no. In fact, many of you probably still say no. What if I were to tell you that Democrats may send U.S. Marshals to arrest Steve Bannon for organizing a legal rally or being part of a legal rally uh, helping to organize on January 6th? Not any insurrection or storming of the Capitol, but they're demanding he testify. And Bannon has said no. They are now threatening to send U.S. marshals to arrest this man. Yes. If I were to tell you all of those things I do with the collapsing economy, the failures in Afghanistan, the, the massive outrage against Democrats and Joe Biden, his faltering approval rating, and then say that we are looking at a civil war, perhaps you might say you might say it's a right wing fever dream. Is it? What if I could show you this? from MSNBC. Is another civil war really possible in America? From Medhi Hassan, where he has on two individuals to discuss that. Yes, it is. They mention what precipitated the first civil war in this country, a disputed election. And then the South saying, yeah, we don't play that. We're out. And what about this from Salon? An article, what lies ahead? After the damage of the Trump era, can America avoid disaster? Historian Jack Goldstone saw this all coming 30 years ago. He says America's failure is pushing us off the cliff. My friends, when they start sending law enforcement to round up political figures, just listen to their own words in Venezuela. The arrest of the opposition leader is, is, is anti-democratic in Russia. Vladimir Putin going after his rival. Now what do we have? Steve Bannon? What did he do? They want him to testify. That's on the marshals to round him up. People on Twitter are saying, arrest him. They're foaming at the mouth, demanding the arrest. You know what? Same is true of people on the right for, say, I don't know, Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. So it's not about whether you're right or not. It's about the fact that I think it's fair to say both you and I can recognize why Joe Biden should be impeached over the Ukraine scandal that continually gets worse. And the left is adamant that Steve Bannon and Trump and everybody else should be arrested, even though there's no evidence. That's what I love. And you don't don't worry, my friends, we live in reality. You know how you know how I know? Because the Mueller probe found nothing. And while there were, were some questionable things being done, for the most part, we all actually covered in great detail what was going on with Russiagate. Nothing. And now we know that the lies about Donald Trump and the call to Ukraine were actually about Joe Biden's corruption and the system is protecting this man. So how can we accept the status quo at this point, which is our government being run by corrupt, corrupt and evil people? They probably said the same thing about Donald Trump. I suppose the difference is you and I are less trusting which are and less agreeable, meaning we need a bit more evidence before we can make a conclusion. It's not everybody on the right. Certainly, it's not everybody who's a moderate. There are many people on the right who just blindly believe it. But I think 
those of us that are kind of in the middle, kind of regular individuals, and there's an overlap now with people on the right, we can recognize the lies from the mainstream media. And when they actually say they're going to send people out to make arrests of their political rivals, I hope you've been paying attention. You see, there may be somebody who comes forward and says, I've not watched very many of Tim Pool's videos. This is crazy. This stuff never going to happen. I'll throw it back to when we had Ryan Long on the show last time on Timcast IRL. Good friend. Ryan's great. We're doing an event with him on, on October 23rd in, the, in, the West, in West Virginia. And when the show started, he, he says, Tim, when I was on the show last time, you got me all worked up saying a civil war was coming. And I was, I was leaving here all freaked out. It's kind of a, uh, I didn't expect it. You know, we do warm ups for the show. Like before, we're, as we're setting up, we're talking and stuff. And he hadn't brought anything up about it. I assumed he like, you know, just understood what I was saying. But yeah, Ryan was like, so what happened? I thought there was going to be a civil war. And I just went on January 6th, a thousand Trump supporters stormed into the Capitol, shutting down the Electoral College vote process. We also had a, a shootout. A man was shot twice in the chest in, in Portland. Since then, we've seen several more shootouts. And that's not even the half of it. In fact, that's just one grain of sand in the chaos that's arisen. And Ryan's response was like, response was like, oh, yeah, same thing happened with Russell Brand. Now, Russell Brand was just like, you've talked about civil war. And I said, let me break it down for you. Rising, uh, an escalation of street violence, the expansion of the culture war to the highest levels of government, the, the big tech companies suppressing hard proof of the Biden family corruption. Then you get shootouts, storming of the Capitol. Come on. Now it's not over. And it's not going to be over because no one will back down. The authoritarians, the Democrats, are adamant they must seize power and they will crush you to get it. And they use the media to manipulate people, saying that the right are all authoritarians when <laughs> the right couldn't unify to save its own political party. Republicans don't count their establishment shills who just do nothing. But they say it's the right, they're the authoritarians, when in fact, most people on the right are saying live and let live. Typically a liberal position, not anymore with the left, you know. Now it's the conservatives. Yeah, I think we're heading in that direction because everything is escalating. Namely, this story shows us the escalation. There's no sign of abatement. There's no reason for me to believe escalation will stop. If, if maybe the Democrats came out and said, we're not interested in pursuing the subpoenas at this time. We don't want to make things worse in this country. And it's time we find some common ground and, and start focusing on, you know, the true threats America faces. I'd be like, wow, that is a good sign of some de-escalation. But we don't get that. We get people on Twitter just bashing their faces on the table. Arrest him. Here we go. CNN reports. Trump ally Steve Bannon's game of chicken with the House committee investigating the January 6th Capitol Hill riot is on the cusp of entering a new and critical phase Thursday as he faces his last chance to reverse course and comply with the panel's subpoena before lawmakers likely move to seek criminal charges. Bannon's lawyer on Wednesday wrote a letter to the panel saying that his client will not provide testimony or documents until the committee reaches an agreement with former President Donald Trump over executive privilege or a court weighs in on the matter. That is an issue between the committee and, the pre and President Trump's counsel, and Mr. Bennon is not required to respond at this time, Attorney Robert Costello wrote. The letter doubled down on previous instances in which the former White House advisor made it clear he has no intention of appearing for a deposition uh, Thursday as ordered by the committee and essentially dared lawmakers to sue or hold him in criminal contempt earlier this month in response to the subpoena. If Bannon is a no-show, 
the committee is expected to immediately begin seeking a referral for criminal contempt after the subpoena deadline passes, essentially making an example of Bannon's noncompliance as the House seeks more witnesses, sources familiar with the planning told CNN. Good for you, Bannon. Bravo. That is conviction. Willing to be arrested for what he believes in. Mad respect. We're in trouble. I can't, I can't tell you how much trouble we're in. I think you either know it or you don't. They will arrest Steve Bannon. They, they are saying that their power is absolute. We're in trouble. They say while it could take some time before the House sends such a referral to the Department of Justice, the committee could take initial steps within hours of the panel stated deadline, which is Thursday. If Bannon refuses to cooperate, the source is added, underscoring a growing sense of urgency around the investigation itself. CNN reported Wednesday that the committee is unified in its plan to seek criminal charges against those who refuse to comply. And lawmakers have specifically uh, honed in on Bannon while discussing the option publicly. The reason why some of these witnesses, people like Steve Bannon, who have been public about their contempt for Congress, feel they can get away with it is for four years they did. Adam Schiff told MSNBC on Wednesday, of course, most of you know Adam Schiff as the man who lies through his teeth all day and every day. These people are evil. I don't like using that word. I'm, I'm, I, I, I try to be rather uh, philosophical and pragmatic in my approach to understanding what evil is. I'll tell you what it is. It is the idea that, that, that life doesn't matter. It is the idea that your whims supersede natural law. Big fan of the movie Doctor Strange. Absolutely. I did find Mordo to be a bit obstinate. But I did uh, agree with some of what he was saying. You see, we have rights. They're inalienable. And we have to play within certain rules if we want to have a system function. It's not so simple as just to say na uh, natural law. But what I mean by that is, is, is the rights inherent to creatures, to life, to liberty, the pursuit of happiness. I believe that the, uh, one of the core functions, if not the essential function of life, is effectively like negative entropy organizing as disorganization emerges all around it. That means, quite simply, our goal is to build, to create, to inspire, to, to uh, formulate, to organize energy into more complex systems, resisting the entropy that will eventually engulf us. I see that as what life does, and I think it's as what life should do. And then I think about how this translate to the, translates to the human experience. That is, Having children is a good thing, raising them, making them strong and successful, preserving life, finding ways to improve and protect our environment. All of these things are considered good. Why? Because they help life. And hurting life is considered the universal bad. When I see people like Adam Schiff, and to some degrees, even people like Trump, but, the, but Trump, I think, falls on, on one side versus Adam Schiff on the other. I see people who are willing to lie, cheat, and steal to subvert the will of an individual to place themselves above other life. And then I see that as evil and to varying degrees. It's one thing if someone has to make a hard choice and say, you know, look, if this person doesn't do what I, you know, this thing, they could get hurt. So I have to tell them or scare them. I'm not a fan of the deception, but I can understand some of it. Adam Schiff is just out for himself. He is a, a, a very, very evil, evil person. It is all about just him, 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 him. You can say similar things about Trump. I'm not here to defend the man. I think Trump had a lot of problems, but I think Trump really did want to help this country. He's just a bad avatar. 
right? He was the avatar of anger for many people who wanted honor, integrity, dignity, and, and, and preservation of, of, of the country and our way of life and things like that. And what I mean by that is, look, look at what we have accomplished over the past several decades. We've made, we, we, we've banned blockbusting and, and things like redlining. Still happens, but we've made it illegal because we're working towards getting rid of it. We've improved civil rights dramatically. Supreme Court has ruled allowing uh, gay marriage. We've definitely found that position where we respect the individual liberties. These people seek to absolutely destroy it. Now, you're, we, are, we are watching them take a sledgehammer to all of the institutions that have helped kept us free and helped life flourish. The left will tell you that capitalism is evil. They're insane. They're just not, well, that's not, that's not fair. They're extremely ignorant. They're naive. They don't know what capitalism means. You see, one thing that the establishment left has done effectively is convince people that capitalism is only corporatism. Many on the right feel similarly of corporatism when they talk about communism. And the reality is corporate corruption is a bad thing no matter what. Who's happy with these massive major pharmaceutical companies, you know, and, or any of these big tech companies? But people are willing to overlook things that benefit them. The reality is free markets are a good thing. Support programs and government assistance are also good things, so long as the systems can be held accountable and ended when they go bad. Now, we have the lucrative merger of corporation and state, something dramatically different, something that the left is absolutely angry about and the right is angry about as well. Yet for their, their lack of a shared definition, they're fighting with each other. And for it, the shifts of the world, the Pelosi's gain more power, the McConnell's, the, the Graham's. I'm sick of it. They go on to say, quote, he would never be prosecuted by the Trump Justice Department, but those days are over. And I view that not only as essential to our investigation, but I also view this, the enforcement of the rule of law as an early test of whether our democracy is recovering, the California Democrat added. California, of course, which has been actively defying federal law for decades, if not longer. They're a sanctuary state. The law doesn't apply to them, they say. Meanwhile, you also get people like Nancy Pelosi not wearing a mask. The law doesn't apply to her. You also get Gavin Newsom not wearing a mask, going out to eat. The law doesn't apply to him. When they come out and tell you the rule of law must be protected, and these are some of the people who absolutely defy the rule of law or rule by edict. These are evil, evil people. CNN legal analyst Norm Elson swiftly pushed back on Costello's letter Wednesday, saying it's just wrong. The letter quotes a case saying the president can make executive privilege determinations, but Trump is no longer the president. In the U.S., we have we only have one at, one of those at a time. He is Joe Biden, and he has not asserted privilege here. Three other Trump allies also face subpoena deadlines this week. Two of them, Trump's former chief of chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and former admin official, Cash Patel, have been engaging with the committee, according to the panel. Though it remains unclear if that contact amounts to any form of cooperation. Patel is not expected to appear for this scheduled deposition with the committee on Thursday. Multiple sources familiar with the plans tell CNN, oh, you know what? I'd totally do it. I'd absolutely go and speak. And that way I get to look Adam Schiff in the eye and just say, you are an evil, evil man. You are as evil as evil can be described. Next question. So what do you know about X, Y, and Z? Ah, yes, yes. Uh, you're evil. You're a very evil person. Actually, to be fair, I would use the opportunity to talk about Joe Biden, Ukraine, and, and all that stuff. And then they can instruct you to answer whatever questions they want. And you just plead the fifth or whatever. 
I don't know if that applies necessarily here in this circumstance, but um, I understand Steve Bannon standing up and saying, I won't do it. But many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think there's an opportunity, at least, in just sitting down and saying, ah, yes, well, you see, it all started when I saw this video on Twitter of Joe Biden threatening to withhold a billion dollars in U.S. aid unless a prosecutor got fired, the prosecutor who happened to be investigating a company where his son worked. Or I'm sorry, investigating the CEO and founder of the company where his son was a board member. And, and when they try and interrupt you, be like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm answering your question. Well, I got to give you the full context, right? Right. So it turns out Joe Biden actually shared a bank account with his son and they used the money interchangeably, which would imply, of course, that Joe Biden was receiving kickbacks from, uh, you know, these, these these companies and was using his son as a proxy to take money for him while he was in government. I'm sorry, what was that? Well, yes, Matt, Matt Taibbi reported this. Well, I'm answering the question if you'll let me finish. Do it. Throw it in their faces. They're going to say, the committee was was able only recently to serve Trump's former deputy chief of staff, Dan Scavino, a subpoena, a source familiar with the matter told CNN, and his deadline to appear for a deposition has likely been delayed. As to whether Meadows and Patel will appear before the panel for their depositions later this week, committee member Rep. Stephanie Murphy, a Florida Democrat, said, my expectation is that they they will do the patriotic thing and appear before the committee. And if they don't have anything to hide, there's no reason why they don't show up. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. There may be good reason to sit there and just say whatever you want to them, but maybe it's pointless. It'll be a closed door session, I'd imagine. In which case, Steve Bannon's right to say, screw off. I ain't saying nothing. But they'll arrest the man for it. This is where we're going. Even MSNBC recognizes running a, running a segment. Is another civil war really possible in America? It is. Why, why is the GOP so anti-science? You know what? Don't care about the GOP. I can't stand the Republican Party. There's a small handful. And I think most people, even Trump supporters, agree. The Republicans are morons and they suck. And there's a handful of people who ran as Republicans because that's how you win. There's a handful of people who, who are Democrats who aren't really Democrats and ran. That's how you win. Bernie Sanders tried it. Yeah, the GOP is trash. A handful are good. The Democratic Party is trash. Less are good. They're just establishment shills. Even Bernie Sanders becomes an establishment shill. At the very least, Rand Paul isn't. Rand Paul just throws it all in their faces. That I can respect. Yet people keep voting for McConnell and Lindsey Graham, and they keep voting for, uh, uh, you know, McCarthy. I love it. I especially love, um, you know, over on Wikipedia, they're trying to smear me as, as right wing, far, far right, in fact. It's, it's the best. And then in this article that was smearing me, claiming that I've donated to multiple Republicans, they said the word multiple. I have donated max contributions to two Republicans. It was Billy Prempe and Sean Parnell, and then four Democrats, which is uh, Agatha Basilar, a progressive leftist running against Pelosi, Michelle Caruso Cabrera, a moderate Democrat running against, uh, uh, who ran against Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang. 
I made donations to all of them. More Democrats than Republicans. Hmm. It's almost like I put my money where my mouth is, or it's also, it's, it's almost like I actually donated these people irrespective to anything I was talking about at the time. Sorry, I'm not right wing and I'm not conservative. I'm center left, which explains why some Republicans get donations from me, but typically more Democrats did. At this point, though, the Democratic Party is such utter garbage, I'll never go near it. I'll tell you what, the moment the Mises guys or Dave Smith announced they'll be getting a max contribution. Maybe maybe we need to set up, you know, Michael Malice pack and we can just dump money into running ads that are funny and, and challenge the establishment and just throw it all back in these people's faces. I suppose the one benefit to the establishment Republicans and the, the uniparty, really, the Democrats and the Republicans holding hands behind our backs is that it prevents some kind of complete and absolute fallout from this country. But let's be real. The American people are tired of being gutted. They're tired of being beaten. They're tired of being pushed around. It doesn't matter if you're a left or right wing populist when you're saying for the people, by the people. These people have had enough. Now, I'm just so sick of these leftists constantly defending the establishment. Donald Trump is not the establishment. He's the human Molotov cocktail. So saith Michael Moore. And I can see why there was room to get behind him. But the establishment pushes the lies and the smears and Bernie Sanders walks in lockstep with the uniparty. It's sad that these young young people just don't have the experience to know what's happening. Maybe when they're older, something will change. I don't care if the person who wins is a left or right wing populist for the most part. Steve Bannon said he was far right on my show. And then he said, tax the rich. And I said, Steve, that's a left wing position. And he's like, whatever, I'm a populist. I don't know. Yeah, it's about the people. Now, you can be a populist and still think people are dumb. And there's many people who are dumb, as George Carlin said. Think about how stupid the average person is. Now realize half of them are stupider than that. But it doesn't mean you, you, it doesn't mean you want stupid people ruling things. There can still be meritocracy. Elitism is arbitrary power granted for the elites or rule and benefit of the elites. I'm not a fan. No, the country should function for the benefit of the people and true leaders do their jobs for the betterment of the people. We don't have that. We don't have a political class anymore. We have an exploitation class. They're vampires. They're parasites sucking off the hard work of the American people. I wish the left and the right could finally wake up to something like that, but... I think the young people on the left are too, uh, too wrapped up in the propaganda. There certainly are the propagandized right, but I think the moderate people who help, you know, and the independents can see through the BS. I just don't know how you form that coalition. It's difficult. It's difficult when people believed completely different things. If they actually arrest Steve Bannon, I just hope you're paying attention because it it's a slippery slope. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.